Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. So, yeah, I've sent you the link on Messenger. Mm. You haven't sent it, right? Um, not yet. Yeah. Ah. I am sending right now. So, when if you want to share. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we are. I need to set up the live for Facebook as well. <laughs> I used to, I, I'm more like used to YouTube because um, it's somewhere that I started my spirituality. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Take your time. And yes, if there's anyone watching, hi, this is Paige, and we have Monica with us. And Monica is um, I saw that you are a healer, that you're a healer who are encouraging others to take responsibility onto themselves to heal their life, which I am I'm recently started on this journey, and I am so grateful to have you in this space to chat with us more about this. Is amazing. So, yeah, Monica, if you don't mind, please share a bit more about your work and what you do, who you are. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Uh, well, um, I, I gave my, well, my guides gave me my, uh, my name that's called Warrior of Love. At the beginning, it was hard to fit in. But well, uh, now I'm understanding everything happened for a reason. And I am a transformational belief coach. And uh, that's the title I gave to myself, trying to define what I do because I do too many things. I, I am a linguistic programmer. I'm a BQH. I am a Reiki master, multidimensional energy healer, uh, channeler, artist, and a woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was just resumed into those words, a transformational belief coach. <laughs> Yes, I can see that and love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at your um, your website that uh, you mentioned um, how you are helping others. Like I see your, uh, I see some of the review as well that you're helping others to you know, change their life with all the gifts that you have. It's just so beautiful. And I really want to like get to know more. And yeah, like how, how do you do that apart from, you know, um, I believe you are, you, you are guiding them to do that. But yeah, if you want to give more details. Yes, I, uh, well, I was first, I, when I started studying NLP and Reiki Master and so forth, it was to heal myself. That's how I started this, this healing because, and I totally believe now that if I didn't went through everything that I went through, I would not be who the person who I am. And uh, I was very sick. I have lupus, RA, fibromyalgia, depression, but a depression, the terrible one. And, um, and to heal myself, I was needing to believe again in myself and in life and start falling in love with myself. So that's when I start, did a change, uh, something I did at time, um, time jumping. And, uh, and my life immediately started changing right away. I start getting better and better. I stopped taking all the medications because I was not needing it. I, mm -hmm. My, my uh, flare-ups just completely disappeared. Uh, and my life really changed. And then I started analyzing how do I did that. <laughs> if I wanted to recreate that, I was needing to learn how I, I, I create that. That's why I took all the certifications and so forth, because I wanted to understand how the from a night to to the to the day i my life have changed and i have healed myself so that's why i went into all this and, and then i discovered that there was more to heal even if my body physically was healing my spirit my mind my all the programs i was needing to remove them and continue the work and when it's gonna end i really don't know no 
Why? Because if I, I always say if I'm not illuminated, because if I was already illuminated, I wouldn't be here, <laughs> probably. I already done my job. But in the way that I'm growing and changing and transforming my life, I created a system that mm -hmm. I, I teach people how to create, how to, they can change their lives. Yes, I do private practice. I'm doing it less and less. I only right now doing it with my VIPs because they have to go hand by hand. A mm -hmm. healer, I truly believe that healers in the world, we can heal. We don't have a magic so, so, uh, so on that everybody asked me for that and I'm like looking for it and I haven't found it yet. <laughs> if someone can, <laughs> let me know where it is. What we are basically, we're coaching and training people. We take the, the, the pain, the max pain that they have in that moment. We help them center and we are guiding, guiding them so they can transform their lives. And basically that's, that's how I see my, my job. I'm just a, a guide. I, I don't I even remove the word healer because healer, like I'm not healing anyone. I'm just guiding them. How do they can heal themselves? Or else I, I was Reiki master and I thought I was healing people, but is it going back to the same pain if they're not doing their own work? And everything started for self-love and believing in themselves. When they start loving themselves, they start believing in themselves and they can become whatever they want. So that's, and I've been helping artists uh, for a long, long time. I had art galleries. I used to manage artists. I'm an artist myself and I went through that process. So mm -hmm. I came to understand, huh, I've been helping artists to believe in themselves. It has the creative people that they're musicians, painters, poets, actors, so forth, so they can believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. So then I can help them. What happened if I start helping people that are not artists? And I start doing that. And I start realizing that I'm bringing in them also the creativity that all human beings need it. And not necessarily to paint, it's just to create their lives. I love this. I love what you're doing and I love how you are, you know, defining how healers, even though you are healer, you're not necessarily helping to heal other people because, yeah, that is one of the recent realizations that I came to as well because um, I have also um, been on Reiki journey and I have for a long time believed that I can heal another person. But healing another person what i'm seeing it now is like we are taking their pain away and carry it on on ourselves but at the same time if they if they are still in the same situation they're still in the same mindset they they will recreate the same pain in their own life like no matter how much we take from them and not only that we take the power away because sure. if we make them believe that we are healing them and mm -hmm. like oh heal me then they're going to go back easier to whatever they were doing and yeah. they're going to need a session the next week and the next week and forever <laughs> and so that's on right. so in a way yes that's why i tell them i don't have the magic one i show you the way i can basically clean you up dust you off and here's what you have to do but you have to do it because or else i can change whatever you're doing you're going to feel great for a few days, maybe a month, maybe a few months, but then you're going to go back. Exactly. It To me, it strikes me like, um, you know, people are seeking for healer to heal them. It's like, you know, when we say we go to a doctor and ask them for medication and mm. the medication might work for a few days, a few months, take away the pain and everything. But once the medication runs out, there we are. We're still in the same place because there's the root cause, I guess. Mm, yes. And if we're talking about bypassing pain, that's the best way to bypass it. Someone else is doing the job for you for a while, but then it comes back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. I love this. I love how I know I love how you're doing it and I love how you're inspiring artists to, you know, be more creative and be more themselves. Because um I also believe that um eventually when we are healing, we are actually being more ourselves. That is what healing is. We just, we've forgotten our, our own divinity because 
since young, we are being taught that we cannot be this, we cannot be that, like, especially as a lady, when we are young, I think we all want, gone through that, like, you can't, you can't sit this way, you can't behave this way, because you are, you are a girl, and you have to be this, and um, I think that strike, strip, strip us away of a lot of who we are, as we are growing up, not just from parents, but also later on, the teachers, the society, um, our bosses, they all keep on telling us who we should be, but no one tells us that we should be ourselves. And I love how you are inspiring others to, you know, be yourself, especially in creative world. If you're not yourself, I don't think that art, that piece of artwork is, you know, is truly theirs. You know what I mean? They're buying the creativity to someone else because they're not, they're not creating it themselves. It, everybody has their own tone, their own vibration. And when you create, you create with your own signature. That's why every single brush stroke of any artist is different because we have our own way of, uh, of using the brush, the brush or the paints or the tonality or whatever. That in the way you see it as an energy is the same. It is not different. And, and yes, it is, we as I, I come from a Mexican culture and we're very similar in that way. Uh, we have so many rules and regulations for women, but this is around the world. I've been trying to explain that to my, my daughter, teenager, that mm -hmm. this is how it used to be. And we're changing it now because finally women are waking up and saying no more. This is who I want to be. This is what I want to uh, create for my life. And that is starting to change. And then the conscience and on the world, I want to think of that the conscience of the world is actually going to change. Well, this is what I've been told by my guides, that the, the conscience of the world is starting to change because women are starting to wake up and realizing that, hey, I, I deserve to be someone else that decide what my parents program me or the society or religion or whatever, who put in whatever idea they put in. And that's why I believe coaches are very important right now because it's our job not only to be the way showers, it's also to teach people to to what we have learned, how we got where we are. And there's more work to do for us, well, for everybody, but at least teach what you have learned. It's like having a tutor when your grades are going down and someone teach you how to do the math. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> Is that we are just here to show our way. I really love that. Like we're showing our way, but it's not the only way. It's not the right way, but this is our way. And you're free to figure out your own ways if you are, you know, if you're interested in transforming your own life as well. I love that. Yes, uh, we're all unique. And, uh, and everybody will learn in different ways. Some people are more visual, some people are more auditory, some people are more tactile. We learn in different ways. And not everybody's gonna be teacher for everybody. You have to get the teacher that is for you. And, uh, and, and you're right, there is no ways, because if we say the, my way is the only way, that's very judgmental. And that breaks down of the, if we're trying to get out of the duality, well, yeah. we have to remove the, the judgment from there. So my way is not the only way. And no way of everybody is the only way. Mm -hmm. Everybody yeah. has even their unique way. This is just the tip of the iceberg, but you have to actually carve it. You have to create the diamond in you. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when you talk about teachers too, um, I personally have been through that journey where, um, you know, where... I think everyone been through the journey that we only think of one teacher. Like, you know, that one teacher is the amazing teacher and I have to follow them on everything that they do. But, you know, it is, it is okay to have a few teachers and it's okay to only follow the teachers for things you believe in and disagree with what you don't, like what is not aligned to you. Give yourself the permission to, you know, disagree with them, even though they are your teacher. I think that is something, yeah, very important for others to realize too. I have, I am a self-taught artist and I have taken classes with many artists. Every time mm -hmm. I saw an artist that have something to teach me, I asked them mm -hmm. if they can teach me and they did. So, 
And that had taught me never to stick to one uh, teacher because everybody has something to teach you if you're open. And not, every, and you're, not everybody's going to be your teacher neither at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, and more that you change and not be a follower because being a follower just lost your authenticity. So it is very important not to be a follower. Create your own medicine. Maybe you're going to take techniques of everybody. Mm-hmm. That's, why you, you were, that's what you were learning. But then mm-hmm. create your own. And that's what is one of the things that is more important than anything. It's creating your own, giving yourself permission to combine everything that you learn. I think that is so, so. I used to do Reiki in a traditional way, you know, with a table and so forth. And I did it for many years mm-hmm. until I got sick and I was needing to heal myself. And Reiki was not enough. And I was dying. So I did not have an option. So I actually reinvent myself. And when I did that time jumping, it opened me to another different possibilities. It really was a different kind of conscious that I got, that I was needing to understand that there were different things that I was needing to learn, that not everything was in one technique. So, and I was needing to go and dig, dig, uh, dig more inside of myself, where was my limitations? What were my beliefs? Where was my obsolete programs so I can change myself? And, uh, and that actually took me to many teachers. And I, and I adore my teachers. I have many good teachers. And, and sometimes some of them, I still contact them. Hey, I don't know, how is this going to go? Or I, or I received this message. And it's, it's important to bounce out with people that are talking your same language sometimes. And who is the best? They can be your teachers. And your teachers become your best friends sometimes. And, uh, and that is that relationship is you continue, start, uh, continue because at the end we're all family. We're all one. Yeah. Oh, when you talk about Reiki, because um, I think we are on a different, like I'm more on active on Twitter and hence on Reiki. Um, I keep seeing people like, trying to make everything into Reiki this space. Like, you know, um, even though they're practicing their own healing, they'll be like, oh, I'm practicing Reiki. And it is, I just feel like there is this limitation. Like, why are you trying to limit your own ways as Reiki? Like, you discover your own ways. Like, why are you branding it as Reiki? That kind of thing. My point of view on that, because I mentioned mm-hmm. that I, I used to do it traditional and then I stopped after I learned all these techniques. I do Reiki, but not in the mm-hmm. traditional way. I align, mm-hmm. balance, and activate and clear and clean uh, mm-hmm. all the chakras of the people, but not in the traditional way. I do it in the mm-hmm. operative system. I call it like that. Uh, because from there, from inside the, the conscious, it, for me, mm-hmm. it, I, it was easier because I can see more stuff in there. It was contracts, vows, et cetera, that it was needing to remove, or all programs that it was needing to, to remove with the permission of the person. That it was, that's why it was not, perfect, not, not in the traditional way of Reiki. And why Reiki became so famous? Because it was accepted by all the religions. It was all these techniques that were yuju for long, long, long time. And you tell them, I am, I'm, to this day, you tell someone you're a channeler, like, oh my God, they still freak out. So, and they're afraid of you, but Reiki is accepted. Socially is accepted. And that's why I call it, uh, when I, Lore Day was talking to some of my students and telling them that it was very hard for me coming out of the, of the closet as a spiritual worker, as a channeler. And why? Because it is easy to say I'm a Reiki master. But it is more harder to say I'm a channel. Why? Because the people will think, oh, first of all, you are hearing voices and you have to be crazy. And you have, you know, and Reiki, not necessarily, even in their channelers, that's the part they hide. And the, the Reiki is the one in front. When you start actually following your guides, your guides are going to take you uh, to other bigger places and they're going to transform your life if you let yourself guide. And they're going to show you there are more things 
than Reiki. And then you're going to start respecting that I'm saying, yes, I am a Chandler too. And that's harder than saying I'm a Reiki master or Reiki, whatever. Definitely feel that. Um, when I started my own journey is that I, I, read, I read Tarot, I do Reiki. But it's easier to, to tell other people that I'm doing Reiki, you know, I'm healing you uh, rather than I'm, you know, doing Tarot. Because there is just this misconception about, you know, Tarot and channeler or mediumship or anything. There's just this misconception about it either being one, crazy, that you're hearing voices that you mentioned, and two is, um, you know, that you are doing the devil's work because, you know, terror is not exactly the, you know, the good thing or, you know, mediumship that like, you're seeing ghosts, like, oh my God, please don't see ghosts around me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so people, there's a lot of that. Mm, yeah. People have too many fears and they fear whatever they don't understand or something new. And a lot of the fears that are old programs installed in them and it comes from religion. The majority of the fears that the human beings are. When people ask me, what is my main job that I do with a lot of my clients? Like removing programs of uh, religious uh, beliefs. That's the main one that I do. Why? Because that's where the fears are located and that's how you're controlled. And if they're ready to let go of those fears, they can transform their life so easy and actually heal themselves because a lot of the sickness, they come from there, from fear and then not loving themselves enough. And you help those two, you transform the life of anyone. Yeah, fears kind of like keep us from looking deeper. And uh, sometimes I feel that it's not just religion, but I mean, Hollywood is... Um, influenced by religion as well, most likely. But, you know, a lot of Hollywood, they are also spreading a lot of fear, like how many horror stories you see is related to, you know, people tapping into spirituality or occult and they got bad things happen to them. So that is the programming going on there. I, yeah, that is always what I'm, I'm talking to my clients, my own. I'll be like, you know what? If you want to deprogram yourself, first off, stop watching horror movies. That would be me. Like, and I will yeah. say the news. I it's not that I don't want to know what is going around. Obviously, I know what is around me. I know what is happening in the world, but I yeah. don't watch the news. It's the same as seeing a horror movie. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because everything is gonna become in front of you, whatever you believe it is. And if you wanna believe that the world is in chaos and it's gonna be destroyed, that's the, the, the possibility and the, and unfortunately we're connected to a collective because we're in the third uh, third dimension and if the majority of the of the collective is in that fear that 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 is chaos and so forth I don't want to be in that world honestly I prefer to help but you can't change the collective from outside you have to change it from inside and that's why it's important right now to do that the um, start teaching people and you also change yourself so that's why i don't i don't watch horror movies i don't hear music that it doesn't sound fine with my soul and mm -hmm. i don't watch news anything that is it's not that i i i was always like this no i was not like this always i used to be even an activist i used to be in protest i used to be in all that but that's why it took me to this conscience that I was not going to change the world fighting again in a bench or being an activist. Mm -hmm. The only way actually I can transform the world, it was actually calming myself, being an example and teaching others how to remove the fear. That was the only way because that's why it's all these chaos that we have. I'm not saying that the world is perfect and removing the fear is going to be fixed right away. No, but we can start changing our conscience and that's the beginning of a big change. Well, there is this part about, um, you mentioned about, you know, how fighting against the world and I'm seeing that a lot, like literally a lot, okay, everywhere, like not just in the world, not just about protests, but also on, you know, social media or any website that people can have a voice and they will start, you know, putting their opinion here. Like, this is this is the right opinion. Like, you are wrong. Like, 
I'm right. <laughs> so there is this part about, um, I'm always seeing that and I'm like, there is no way that you can convince someone else with their belief that your belief is more right than them. So instead of doing that, sometimes it's like taking back, like instead of doing that, why don't we just like, you know, live our truth, by all means, live your truth, amazing, live it the loudest, brightest you can be, okay? But don't put your truth on other person and force them to believe in your belief structure because it never works. Like imagine that would be like pulling the, 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 the bull when the bull is like sitting down and I do not want to work. I totally agree with you in, in, in that one too. Unfortunately, something in, in my path when I was waking up, I believe we have many weeks. And, and the last one that I got when I did that time jumping and I wake up and I wake up in the conspiracy theory. And I was very into that. And until I started realizing that I was another rabbit hole, that if I get stuck in there, I was going to get stuck in there and I'm going to do my personal journey and I was not going to heal myself. So I, when I step out and I start observe, being the observer of that, that's when actually I start changing myself. And that's when I start understanding that there's a bigger picture, up, more bigger than the, all the rabbit holes that exist, that is love and, and, and understanding and cooperation. And if, if with a collective, we can make it actually to achieve that. We have, now we can change the real world. And why we don't, we put, want to put fear in, all the things that are happening, I'm not denying them that they're happening or not. But if I focus my attention in that, that is what is going to grow more. Because whatever we put our attention is what it grows. So I'm not focusing in that. And, and I'm teaching my students not to focus on that because whatever you put your attention is what is going to grow. When you focus on something, it just expands because... Yeah, it's the same as we are doing real life job. If you're focusing on something that is all is in front of us, it becomes bigger than life. So yeah, zoom out, take a step back, take a breath. I think that will help a lot of people. It's like before we react or jump into something, take a breath and like, is this for me? Is this really helpful for my journey of me? And I'm really, really love loving to hear that you are doing that, that you have been doing that and you are living a sample of that. And yeah, that's so beautiful. But I, I have to walk the talk. <laughs> and not all the time is so easy. I'm not going to say that uh, it's easy. No, because you have emotions. You, you're human. You're still having a human experience. So yeah. you're going to go sad and you're going to fall and, and break a foot or you're going to pass through different emotions too, you know, because you're still human and you're still learning. But the point is, every time you do a mistake is to observe, oh, okay, I know what I did wrong. I'm going to try not to repeat that one and try not to. And if you do, forgive yourself for doing it and try not to repeat that one. <laughs> there is no, it should not be judgment like for anyone and not for ourselves. We do mistakes because we still have the human experience. And that's why we came here. Exactly. Exactly. Just this morning, I was um, talking about, um, actually, I started just looking up at videos. And I'm seeing one of the professional who is like hairstylist, and he made a mistake. And everyone in the comment are like, you know, on a, out on the wall. To, towards him like you know he made a mistake like how can a professional make a mistake but if you take a step back and look at him and he's just a human and he's just doing the best he can with what he know and what he understand and sometimes the situation would just turn out differently than what he expected doesn't mean that he wants to purposely wants to harm your hair you know or purposely want to harm you like he does it out of good goodness of his heart but it turned out badly it happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are very quick on being the judge and jury of other people's journey. Like they look at something and action and they're quick to like jump into that and like, you know, you're wrong. That is a big one. Like you're wrong. I'm like, but you don't know whether in their mind they are right. They are doing the right thing. The thing is our ego. It is sometimes we, when we judge, it's because we actually feel superior to someone else or 
we are projecting ourselves. And we want to think that we never do mistakes. And that's why they're judging these poor men. Uh, or, uh, or simply they're, they're projecting from a mistake that they have done. And of course, those things are, they're saying to him, they're things that they're saying to themselves or they wish they have said to themselves. So that's why they're projecting all that and the mistake that they have done. That doesn't have to do with the other person at all. It has to do actually with themselves. That's why people judge. That's why people judge us, and that's why we judge too. Mm-hmm. And like, and the and if we were become aware when we're doing it, we can stop. But if we're not aware, we're gonna continue doing it, and eternally until we decide to stop. <laughs> yeah, because uh, also another thing is what we judge other. I find it's like life is a boomerang, so. If I say that, you know, you are this, the bad negative thing, and that will boomerang back to, and there we are. I am that. Yes, yes, we 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 pay for it, uh, and I have seen it so many times that every time when life wants to show you something, uh, it will it will come into your attention. It will try to hide our emotions. Sooner or later, they're gonna come out, and you have to affront them. And it doesn't matter how many times you push them, they're going to come out until you actually you affront them. And so it's better to, to work them. It's going to be hard. It's going to be probably horrible. But more than you, faster you overpass them and you actually accept it is depression, it is sadness, it is anger, it is envy, it is whatever emotion you're passing. And actually you can observe it easier. More easy is to let it pass. But yeah, if you don't observe yeah. it and you don't think, oh, where this is coming from? Oh, from my childhood. I remember when I was a little girl and it was this happening and so on. So a lot of times comes from there. And in that moment, did you release the other little boy that, that took your lollipop? You're not going to have problems with red lollipops now as an adult. <laughs> because you went back there and you forgive that little boy. Something Sometimes, a lot of times... Is very complicated stuff, or sometimes are very simple, like the lollipop example. Yeah, exactly. And I love how it all ties down to coming back to you know personal responsibility, like your emotion, your judgment, is really you know stem from you. It's not it's not the other person's fault. Is you know you are witnessing the other person's action via your own lens, and your lens can be tinted. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a biggie one because people like to manipulate and control others through using the, the poor me. Why? Because it has worked for generations. Come on, it's, it's so simple. They uh, and stop doing it. They have to do something different and they don't know how to control someone else without manipulating them. Then mm-hmm. they try to inject fear. And that's where the narcissist terms comes a lot. You know, They try to inject fear and so forth. Why? Because... It's just about controlling others. When you become responsible of your own actions and your own thoughts and emotions and reactions and all of your choices, mm-hmm. you realize that, oh, yeah, okay, I really did a wrong mistake, a wrong turn here. But I have to forgive myself for doing it, learn from that mistake so you don't repeat again, mm-hmm. and continue continue my path. And uh, And... But if you don't do it, it's just a mistake that is going to be haunting you and haunting you and haunting you until you actually do the work. You can bypass it. Exactly. It doesn't matter with how many healers they go. They can bypass it until they have front. That, that's where it comes the dark night of the soul term, that you have to pass through that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As you are talking, it reminds me of how my work life, my career life, actually started with a lot for me um I, I i did i was there as well it's like because of um the world is bad you know because of the bosses are bad because of the colleagues are bad and i just want to stop working at this job okay there is a million thousand reasons that why i can't work in that environment yeah. and eventually i got to um one of the job that i signed for two years contract and i can't break that i know that if i break that i have to pay amount of money at first I was still back in the for me I haven't broken out and 
eventually I realized that, hey, I still have a choice. Even though I have signed the contract, I still can, you know, all that it takes is just pay the money and I can move on to another job or I can stay here and learn whatever lessons that I need to learn and make sure that the lessons, you know, after I learn them, they're not going to come back. Or, you know, that will make me stronger that next time when it comes to me, I know how to solve it, you know? So, yeah, I, I really agree with that. Like, you know, the poor me, like I have no choice. I, I would, I always tell my clients as well. It's like, you always have a choice, even though at the toughest situation, you have a choice, but your choices might not be great, but you still have a choice to stay or to go, you know, to, to do this, you know, face this properly or escape it. You have a choice. We all do. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. And to accept that sometimes the choices that we're having is because there are lessons to learn there. In the moment you learn how to, what was the lesson from that terrible situation that you are, that's when you actually can let go that choice and another door will open. But if you don't understand why you're there and, oh my God, I have to deal with this boss. Oh my God, I have to deal with this husband or whatever situation that you are in. You have to, you don't understand why you're in that, why you chose that husband, why you chose that job. And then when you go deeper, it's like you're going to find your why, why you chose that job or that husband or that situation you're in. That's when you're going to realize, oh, I wasn't even to learn this, or I learned this and this and this and this. So more easy, that person or that job is going to be removed from your way because you already have the lesson. Planet Earth is a school that we were all came, decide to come here to learn our lessons. And we say, no, for different lessons. And there's some lessons that are horrible that I don't, uh, every time I see them, people like, hijoles, and, and feel so sorry for them because they chose that lesson. I just send them love and light because they have to realize they are in, a, in it. So they have to come out. If, if someone comes and actually rescue you, you're just gonna find another another place to go and have the same experience. So it is easy. For, that's why it's easy to uh, to teach them how they can get out of that situation, but they have to do it themselves. We can get them out of that hole. Exactly. Back to like you, you can pull a bull who doesn't want to pull. Like if you, if you, even if you pull them, you, when they don't want to move, they will go back to the same place and they will sit there. They'll be like, I'm, I don't want to move. Yeah. yeah. And human, human has a free will. And yeah, it's like that free will is our superpower. But a lot of time we just feel like we have to keep the free will away because that's how we thought. And hence that comes to poor me mindset, like, that one I, I, I have an encounters emotions with the free will because I do hear many teachers that I actually um, like to hear, um, like Cristina Lopez, etc. There, there are several that I, I like to hear, and they mm-hmm. say that they ask to their guides, You choose for me, you know what is my best path, and I understand why they're doing it, but at the same time, it's like there's always an agenda, in, including in the beings of light. I'm not saying that they're bad or they're good. I'm removing, I'm putting neutron here. But I understand that there is also a karma uh, um, that is also, uh, that's why they're here helping us or else they're not, they will not be so much interested in this. So there is an interest in there, except for our higher self. Mm-hmm. It's the only one who has our best interest because it's us. Yeah. So I, I tend to listen more my higher self and all the guides that come because I know there's a private agenda. It doesn't matter who it is, except God, of course. But the but any other being have a private agenda. Why do you, what do you want from me in reality? Yeah. Because tell me that what is the private agenda behind? So so then I can choose if I want to work with you or I don't. So because that's my choice, <laughs> my free will. But I do prefer to be guided by my higher self in that way. So that's why I say there's, um, I hear many teachers that I, I, I do like their teachings. They're really, really good. But I defer. I defer. And always, always ask yourself, 
Is this sounds right? Even if you're talking with your guides or you're healing for teachers, is this sounds right with me? Because it might be sounds perfect for that person or that guide or, or that being, but that maybe that's not the correct for you. So always ask yourself, your body, your higher self, uh, ask them if this is the best thing for you before you get that step. Definitely. The same um, for us. What was I going to say? I kind of lost my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm the same. I resonate with you. I um, After a while of following guides around, I I tend to follow my higher self right now because um, it's just like they are us and they're literally been with us like from the moment we are born, like our consciousness were born up to now. And all they want is for us to evolve to become the highest and best version of us. So I can see that, you know, if that is the agenda, I think I will accept that because, you know, who doesn't want to be the best person of us? While the guides and, um, yeah, all the guides, all the, um, you know, even angels, but angels, they don't really have uh, free will. So that's why I understand that they were just here to help us because they have to. Yeah, but, you know, the guides, they always have their own, thing that they want to achieve like they are helping us for something like they want i can get that a lot what was i going to say <laughs> like today i wrote what it was in condition what it was the difference between unconditional love and conditional love hmm. conditional love is when you're expecting someone to do something for you when someone to do or love you or something for you and unconditional hmm. love is you're not expecting nothing from the other person you just love you know and so always ask yourself when you receive any guide that's how you know uh, with what kind of energy they're working it's like if they're loving you with unconditional love or what do they want from you it, it is it is a simple question that you can ask and your body entirely is going to feel it so I, that's why i always ask okay what do you want from me oh you don't want nothing you just want to love me i am here that's why i'm here but mm -hmm. you want something from me, show it to me. And I, I would choose if, if I want to, I, I don't want to. Yeah, um, as you're talking, I remember um, a lot of people are very afraid to ask themselves the question. You know, like be daring to answer for themselves the questions. Like, um, as you're mentioning about, okay, what is the best path in front of like, you know, what is the next choice for me? What is the best serve for me? Instead, like, a lot of people like to put this choice to, you know, to God, to their guides, you know, to anyone, who, to the teacher who can answer for them. And they're very afraid of, you know, making the choice themselves. But if we take a step back and make the choice for ourselves, I think that is really the first step to change for the rest of your life. Yes, the thing is people are afraid to make choices because they haven't forget about the choices that they have done wrong. We have all done wrong choices. I will not be who I am if I cannot commit thousands or millions of wrong choices that I learned from all of them that were too many. And that's why, but I have forgiven myself for those wrong choices that I have done. If I did not forgive myself and know who I am now, I will be afraid to, uh, to actually someone choose for me, please. And that's a, big, a biggie that we have right now with the women. The women are so afraid because that's the program. Someone has to choose for you. Someone has to tell you how to live your life, how to think, how to act, how to dress, how to, with who to talk, with who to marry, how many kids, uh, and continue the list. And... But that's why it's important because we are we are being teachers of our sons, and if we want to really create a new world, we need to teach them how to respect the choices of a woman, because or else we're going to continue having the same thing. And if we don't like it right now, it's not going to yep. change. So right now, that's when we have to change. We have to do something and make ourselves respect. If we don't love ourselves. We're going to, if any person comes to us and you're single, if any person comes to you and 
and uh, they're not respecting you, they're not honoring you, and you're going to accept them because you are afraid to be alone. Well, yeah. not necessarily if you're respecting yourself. You need to work first with your self-love, so then you can find, or I prefer to be alone than to be with someone that is going to try to control me, tell me what to think or how to be or how to, what to say or, or, or what to believe. I prefer to be doing that. But I am not afraid to be alone anymore. I used to. I've been married four times. You know, I was talking about my choices. I've been married four times. And that's why I don't have to stay where I don't like. Now I understand that it's, that's part of my choice. And not to settle. If you know how much you're worth, you don't have to settle for less. You need to honor and love yourself. And that's why people are afraid to make wrong choices because they don't know how much they worth yet. Yet because they can change it in the moment they decide to. I love how, I love the way that you're presenting and like all the wisdom that you have, it just blowing my mind right now. I'm definitely going to rewatch the live and like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so good. <clears throat> well, probably, yeah. and probably I'm channeling too a lot of the. I can I can feel myself that in moments I come and out, in and out, and it's my yeah, my higher self talking through me. <laughs> wow. I love that. I love that. We all love when you know divine wisdom is coming in and you're channeling, and it's amazing. Yeah, and you're talking about how women are changing right now. Like this is the this is the time where we are waking up and we are changing and taking our powers back. And at the same time, that doesn't mean that we are disempowering the, the men. Because as we are taking our powers back, the men start to see that they also have the power that they can take back. Because for longest time, I'm seeing like, you know, how the world has make men into warriors, protector, and they always have to be strong. And, you know, they can't feel their emotions because whenever they do, they are not strong. While the woman is being seen as the nurturer, that we're all being put as a role. You know, we have to play the nurturer and we have to be, you know, raising the kids at home and this and that and that and that and go on the list for both. But we're not doing completely our job in the moment. We're not supporting our men to cry and to have emotions. Why, why we're judging them when they're crying and they're feeling an emotion? And then they're not, they're not going to feel free actually to do it. It's very hard for them because they have that program that they can use uh, their emotions, the heart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they already, it's hard for them to break free from that. And if the woman is actually judging them, because they're crying or they're talking about their emotions, then this also again our fault. This our blessing and our fault at the same time. But if we can see, we can change it because then we can help them. We can help them have to have emotions and then know that it's okay to feel emotions, as also it's okay that woman can think. Those two is important to we under both sides understand that women has brains and men has emotions because we all have heart and brain. Exactly. Like we are all um I think you follow Jason. So I always like I like to put him like we are all everything. We are our infinite self. Why are we putting labels on ourselves and limiting ourselves to that one thing? We are not um like I'll say I'm not page the woman. I'm not Paige the healer. I'm Paige. I'm everything. I love his, um, yeah, his, his description on this. I'm like, you know, why are we limiting ourselves? Like, labels are just limit, limitations that we put around ourselves. Um, I will call that sometimes false light that we have to present ourselves in this light now because we have to take on the label. Yeah. Yes. And unfortunately, as human beings, they... So they can understand people, they, they need to put everything in squares. That's why everybody tell, tell you when you start channeling, ask them your name, ask them their name. Because humans, we need a name. They don't need name. They, we, we know them by vibration. 
in reality, we don't need their name because when they come and they come very often, all our lives sometimes, you can feel the vibration and the energy and you recognize it. So, but we still, our human part is like, what is your name? Tell me your name. And we insist, or what is the hierarchy? And hierarchies also is very human. They don't need hierarchies. They are not in competition. Who's more, who's less? Humans are the ones that put those things. So, yeah, because we, so we can understand how powerful or how less powerful is one person. But again, we go to the judgment part. And if you remove and get into the neutral, you don't need to have any square. And you don't get affected by what other people would think and want to put you in a square. You don't need to. But unfortunately, so people understand what do we do? We have to put, okay, I am this and this and this coach. So like that, people say, oh, she can help me in this or she can help me in that. You know, but, but at the same time, it's putting us in a square again. It's following again in the trap. All <laughs> <laughs> the boxes. Yes. But yeah, I think we are moving forward, breaking the boxes. And I'm excited to see more and more people breaking out of their, um, you know, what my Akashic records I practice with them. And they're always like, for them, like, you know, they are titled cage. Those titles are cages. And you have to break it, break out them. Because the more you put your titles over here, you're just caging yourself in. You have to just be this. And I'm like, that makes sense. Yep, I'm trying. I'm working on it. Like I have, um, I came to understand through, through my guides and my higher self, the mm-hmm. human beings are so, so, so powerful and they do not understand how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Why? Because let's talk about contracts and vows and uh, that we have. We can break them. In the moment we choose to, we, if we can see it, we can break it, we can transform it. If you don't see it, you don't see it, you know, but you don't have to actually, uh, you feel that you need an angel or a guide or a healer or this and that, so they can break them for you. Okay. But I just wanted to make it, uh, uh, so everybody remember, you can do it without the guide, without the healer, without the, the coach, without anybody. You can do it yourself. If you see it, you can break. If you don't see it, that is going to be hard to, to, to break. And everyone can see it eventually is they just have to take the time to go inwards and ask themselves, like, what contract do I have? You know, what program am I holding? Like self-work, you know, you can't just escape self-work. You can't just, you know, ask someone else to do the self-work for you because that never works. We have tried for, I think, many decades we have been following gurus and healers and asking them, like, you heal me. And in the end, we still have to heal ourselves because they don't have the power. Like you say, they don't have the magic wand. Yes. No one. We only with ourselves, I think. I, I, what I'm seeing is like, we only have the magic wand, but it only works for ourselves. It doesn't work for others. Exactly. We can change how other people think. We can change... Even if we wish to, it is our kid or something, we can't change it. They have to get to their own conclusions. And sometimes it's painful because you love the person and you see them suffering or they're your kids or you don't want to suffer. And you just have to send them love and light. And that is very hard. That is, I believe that's one of the hardest parts. It's easy to transform myself, but seeing someone suffering that I love, that is the hardest part. I can see that. I don't have kids yet, but I have friends who have been going through their own, um, you know, their own dark night of the soul. They, they have been realizing things and they have to recover from themselves. At first, I, I felt that I need to jump in and help them along as well. But is that the moment I do that, they are actually going through uh, things in a much harder way because it's not to say my guidance is not good, I would have to say, but maybe it's not for them at that moment. You know, like whatever we say from an understanding point of view, no matter how good it is, no matter how um, enlightened it is, if the person is not ready to accept that, 
they are not going to accept that. They are just going to say that you are, you know, bypassing the pain, you are making their pain less, you know, all kind of fun stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, this took me to a memory. I remember when I used to think that I have to give my advice to everybody. And I came to understand that advice that is not asked for is going to be bad receive. So just that's why sometimes just I just observe and see in many groups and it's like, no, I'm not going to answer why, because I'm not helping. They're not asking for help. They're, they're doing their own thing. If they ask for help mm-hmm. and if I can help them, good. But I am not going to give that advice and it's not asking for because otherwise it might sound like arrogant. It might sound like um, I might trigger some things. Uh, and it is cool if I trigger some things. If they know yeah. how to deal with them. <laughs> you know, if they know how to deal with that. Sometimes many people are, uh, they get triggered, they trigger us or they trigger, or we trigger some people. And if you know how to deal with the triggers, like, oh, this triggered me. Okay, let me work with this. Then that is very good. But if mm-hmm. you are, um, if you're not a conscious of your responsible yourself, you're going to get triggered more easy and you don't know what to do with that. So that's the person's, I don't give advice unless they're asking. Learning that as well. Like, as I mentioned, I'm, like, I'm learning that because I've been through it and, you know, all kind of fun stuff starts to come up and like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you have to learn through experience. I, I do keep on telling my clients as well, like experience is the greatest teacher. Like I can tell you every single thing that I experienced and been through and all the story, but at the end of the day, they are my personal story. Your experience can teach you something else, maybe something even better. And one of the day you can tell me your story and I can learn from it too. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, how, that's why I started Soul Talk, because I wanted to learn more. I'm always in the search of learning more and, and expanding myself and uh, talking with people that uh, they're interesting to talk with. And so you learn more. And so that's why I, I, that's why I, I believe I'm here. That's part of my mission and continue expanding and learning. And at the same time, you're healing yourself because you get to new understandings at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited I'm to, you know, hear more of your story and more of everyone's you interview. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Like, I love, I simply just love listening to people with experience talk, like what their experience are, because experience really taught me a lot. Like, even though it's not from myself, I'm just looking at other people going through it. It still taught me a lesson or two and help me to understand something. There's always a takeaway from that. And I really love it. And you learn from everything. You learn from, not, not, not only from human beings, you learn from your, the pets, from the insects, from the wind, from the fire. You, you learn from every single experience you're putting attention. You're not putting attention. It doesn't matter that Buddha comes and talks to you. You're not going to get it because you're not ready to hear. Being conscious, being pressed. If you're not, regardless, like who is coming to you, talking to you, it would just, you know, uh, what our parents like to say, is like going in from one year and then going out in the other. It's just like, ooh, ooh, there you go. No one is listening. <laughs> yes. And when you finally understand that, uh, that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And that goes to all the levels in all the ways, in, in a way. It doesn't matter what you're asking for. If you're ready, you will find the teacher and everybody will find the teacher. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So Monica, do you have any um, what other things you want to add for today's? Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to be teaching a class. I'm going to have a challenge where I'm going to be uh, talking about the beliefs and the judgments and so forth. And it's going to be for three days. It's free. 
And uh, in English, it's going to be the 28, 29, and 30. And uh, that is going to be, it's going to uh, in on April. And, uh, mm -hmm. and hopefully, I'm inviting everybody to come. It is totally free. And talking about beliefs and judgments and so all, all those kind of stuff, the goody stuff. <laughs> I'm definitely going to look out and go to join it. Um, is it on your website or on your Facebook or? Yes, it's a level, level up because I'm always looking for the next level. So that's why I, I name it Level Up. And, uh, and yes, it's in, in Monica Ramirez's Worry of Love or, uh, or also you can find it in my, in my wall. And, uh, and yes, it's, it's in there, the, the challenge. Looking forward to play with you there. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much, Monica, for joining me on a live today and allowing me to do this. Um, I'm really new at starting live, as you see, um, especially interviewing live, and it's very fun. I'm looking forward to do more, and if there's future opportunity, please feel free to, you know, connect again, and we can go on live and chat about various, not just lessons, but various um, perspectives that we have, I think it will, is very helpful for everyone. Like, you know, helpful for those who are seeking to learn more. Yes. Thank you very much for inviting me. And hope to, well, we'll see you in June in Soltak too. <laughs> we're looking forward to that as well. Thank yeah, you, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for today. I appreciate you. Thank you. i see you soon. Yes, see you. <laughs>